This is Growth Masters. The show for CEOs, CMOs, and anyone wanting to keep up with what's new in the world of business, marketing, and tech. You're in conversation with Robert Tadros. Hello and welcome everyone to the Growth Masters podcast. Uh, joining me on the show today is Rad Medic, the partner manager at Trust Pilots. Rad has done a great job of leading the partner program in APAC. He works across different agencies and tech partners to really maximize the value that Trustpilot brings to their clients. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Trustpilot is a Danish consumer review platform which was founded in Denmark in 2007 by Peter Holton. The platform, you know, just to put things in perspective, hosts reviews for businesses worldwide and nearly 1 million new reviews are posted each month. So without further ado, please welcome Rad. I thought maybe the topic for today, given that it's a little bit topical, we could talk about fake reviews. I'm happy yeah, to. Yeah, I think I goes. think that's a it's a great topic. It's something that um, Trustpilot's been actively talking about as well. You know, I posted an article yesterday about how can you spot a fake review and how hard it is to actually know what a fake review is and what does it look like, especially with your situation, what happened recently with Google. 100%. Yeah, awesome. All right, no, that sounds that sounds good. And I thought, yeah, it's very topical. It's very um, time sensitive because of obviously the post that I put up and it's that post has gone gangbusters like I've had people comment on it I've had people send me dms like it's it's been crazy being being very very crazy well it's a it's a it's an issue right like that been going on for a very very long time and unfortunately like it's that's not part of google's core business right so there's not really much you can do and I know like even going like when I speak to businesses the process of trying to get that removed either one could be really expensive mm. or impossible. You know, a lot of businesses just give up and then they try to combat the negative review. So hence why Trustpilot has changed um, the way that the platform is designed to try and combat that. Um, you know, we recently launched something called Transparency because even with Trustpilot, like we're not going to say we don't have any fake reviews. Of course, people try and manipulate the system 100%. Mm-hmm. But I do believe, uh, you know, we've got a lot of things in place that are combating that now. Um, you know, we've topped uh, fraud detection system. We have, um, you know, 50 team of compliance that's independent from Trustpilot. Um, stuff like find the reviewer, which Google doesn't do. So, um, you know, one of the mm. things is not knowing who the reviewer is. You know, we have a function that you can actually click find a reviewer, see who they are. You know, if you, they're not in your system, then send that to compliance where compliance will actually investigate, ask proof of purchase, that kind of stuff is protecting the business, but also the consumer as well. Because end of the day, we want someone to have a genuine experience leaving a review, right? Same as a consumer, we want them buying from people that have a genuine experience and a genuine view of that business. So we want we don't want people to manipulate it. And we put so many things in places. If you actually go to a Trustpilot profile, you'll see how transparent it is. It shows that they're asking for reviews, if they're a paying customer, collecting whether good or bad, um, you know, when they reply to reviews, in what time frame. Um, it shows all the details. So we're being really transparent with someone that's coming on there to show how that business is actually using Trustpilot because it's trying to build that trust, right? You go to product reviews, it's the same problem as Google. Very, you know, it's a bit of a dumping ground with competitors. There's no real way to verify someone. And it's a problem for a small business. Imagine like you guys do with some small businesses, it could cost a business a lot of money 
Um, 100%, 100%, especially like if you look at the world we live in now, it's all very much review based. You know, we, we make purchases based on someone that we don't even know's opinion and the, and the experience and the experience that they've had, right? With, with a business or a product or a service. So I think, you know, and it goes both ways. It's not just the negative reviews or fake reviews that are left. It's, it's also the positive fake reviews that are left on a brand. hundred percent. Brands platform. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And like I said, it's all about that genuine experience. And, and this is where like my first thing is around a fake review or a negative review is you have to respond. Like, you know, we've got so much data that shows, I think it was about 60% of people want someone to respond, a business to respond to that review, either publicly or privately. I think it was like 36% each. And then about 50% of those people, if it is a genuine customer, 50% of those people will go back and purchase from that business. That's huge. It's absolutely massive, huge. Massive, massive. Yeah, but when, when it comes to a fake review, showing things like um, acknowledging that they're not in your database, you know, we, we've looked in the system, uh, we can't find you. Still showing that you care, even though it's a fake review, like um, please contact our customer you know, service, uh, but, but highlighting that, you know, you believe that this isn't a genuine customer. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, we're lucky on Trustpilot that you can actually flag that to compliance for compliance to, you know, take that off your hands to actually investigate. Um, but like I said, it, you know, small businesses that are getting hammered on, um, you know, Google or product reviews, it's just... I don't get it. Like, I think it's just so tacky. I think it is. It's very low. And like, like I even said in my post the other day, it's so unethical, you know, like if that's the type of business that you really want to be to, I'll, I'll tell you an interesting story. When I first started my journey in, in digital, probably well, close to 13 years ago now, a couple of years in, I was speaking to a, to a client or I'm not going to name the, who the client is. He went and actively hired a team from the Philippines that used to jump on virtual servers. And he was, he was very open about it and told me, right? They would jump on VPNs and they, they had two jobs. One was to leave fake and fake reviews. The second one, actually three jobs. One was to leave positive reviews. And the third one was to sit there on his competitors AdWords campaigns and just clickbait, right? Like just keep sitting there and just, just, just fit, you know, destroying the budget. It, it just baffled me, you know, it yeah. absolutely baffled me. And I thought to myself, like, if that's the sort of client, oh. and anyway, was, Do you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. I, I won't mention our competitor, but I will say we've got a really good relationship with Bizarre Voice and, um, and Yoppo, so you know it's not those guys. But there is a competitor <laughs> out there uses us in advertising, so to slander us in advertising. And to me, it's just, it's the same like Google, right? For me, that's just like leaving a review on Google, trying to slander somebody. If you're investing so much time in going after your competition, then that just goes to show you don't actually believe in your product. Because Correct. you should be investing time and energy into what your product stands for and believe in that and use that to showcase what you're, what you're good at. When you're putting energy into fake reviews or slandering another business, that means that you're just jealous of the competition, that they're doing something great. And to me, it's just so petty. It's like focus on your business, focus on what you're good at. There's so much market for everybody out there. Like, to me, I just find it really tacky. I find it low and, you know, name and shame, like you, like you were saying before, if you find out who it is, I think, you know, I'm all for that. Like, it's just not okay. 100% look, and, and you made a very valid point there around like, like competitors that leave, you know, fake reviews and, and try to ruin a business's reputation online. And if only they spent the same amount of time into actually innovating. 100%. And, and, and looking at what they can do as a business to be that competitor that actually has, you know, has a, a competitive advantage, you know, yeah. rather than taking the, the, the shortcuts. You know what I found over the years, I think some of those businesses actually 
probably don't have the mindset to be able to innovate and, yeah. <laughs> and to try and, you know, really drive the industry. So we'd rather copy and take the cheap little, you know, absolutely the, the, the back roads, right? A hundred percent. And something I said to our, our, our CEO, Peter, and I was, you know, talking about competition. He goes, I never go to sleep thinking about our competition. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's a real powerful thing. Like he, the competition is lasting on his mind. The things on his mind is, how can we innovate? How can we be the leaders? How can, you know, like the last thing is that, and I'm sure for yourself, you're not sitting there thinking about what your competition is doing. You're innovating what Impressive We're, Digital can do. 100%. We actually like one of our goals this year is to, to build so much talent within our business that the competition actually actively try and steal them. Yeah. So we're going the other That's way. a compliment. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we're saying like, we want to build the best digital markers and we want to be able to educate, train and put them through the impressive Academy, which is something that we're working on at the moment. Really, really cool. New, I guess, initiative that we're working on. We want them to be so smart leaders in their space that the competition are actively trying to steal up. Yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> like that is a goal for us. Yeah. Um, no, but that's, but that should be a goal. It's the same thing with any product or service that you provide. Right. I always believe your competition will try copy if they don't innovate. 100%, Correct. we all know that. Yeah. But they can't do it as well as you because you guys or whoever does the innovating has the passion and the drive and the team following that vision, right? So they can never copy 100%. that. Correct. Never copy yeah. that. They might come in and try to undercut you and look, you know, look alike product, but I always say to you know, our customers, you either want a Toyota or you want a Mercedes. So yeah, <laughs> Toyota is not bad. It will still get you to places. But if you want something that's built properly, that you know, it can can do a lot more, and you know that that's where you want to sit. Like for us, we don't want to. Um, same with our partners, we don't want to partner everybody, right? Everyone needs to mm. be on our on our values and our vision. You know, we want to believe in the company that, that we're investing time with as well, and hence why we partner obviously with Impressive because everyone I've met is genuine. Everyone mm. I've met is passionate. You know, there's there's no we're better than you where, you know, that kind of attitude, because you do, you know what it's like in business. You meet people out there and you go, I don't care who you work for. Like you just don't want to work with them. Yeah. <laughs> they're not good people. or they're I, I, think we've, I, think, I think we've all worked with those type of individuals in the past. <laughs> do you know? And they think because I work behind a big brand or something that you're just going to yeah. drop. And it's like, no, actually I'd rather work with someone. I'd rather work with one man show, to be honest. Mm. And someone that's going to invest that passion and time in a partnership than, you know, some big, powerful digital agency that doesn't see that partnership properly and you know it's the same thing with that as 100%, well 100 percent, it's a two-way street as well right like even from a digital agency perspective working with someone like Trustpilot, right like as, as, as a partner we want to be able to work with the best but obviously like and the biggest factor that i look at is the culture you know there needs to be a culture fit between both both organizations 100%. right if we're not aligned we're going to go off on tangents right yeah. we're either going to try and screw each other or yeah. we're <laughs> only well, all we're only in it for, for ourselves, right? Yeah. For our business. So, and I, and I find that, that they're the best partnerships to have. You know, yeah. obviously, as you can imagine, from an agency perspective, we've got, you know, a stack of partners that we work with, right? But we're very, very careful with who we partner up with. And one of the biggest criteria that we look at is the culture fit, right? Because yeah. that's very, very important. You know, I think, you know, the way I, I sort of see partners is they're very much an extension to the team. So I always ask the question, would I hire that individual into, in my business? Yeah, hundred percent. And if the answer is no, I don't care how strong the brand is. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, a, a good example of that is uh, when we had our Christmas party when we could go out and do stuff last year. Half your team came to our party, right? Yeah. And I had customers asking who was Trustpilot because everyone just got along so well. They looked like they worked together. 
So they yeah. actually couldn't recognize who works for us, who doesn't. And to me, that's a good sign that we've got good partners because Absolutely, of that, yeah. you know, that team effort. Everyone stayed to the end. Everyone was, you know, going for drinks afterwards. That to me is, you know, key to our partnership. So when I see that, I'm like, all right, we got the right people in the room that, you know, that right energy, the right synergy um, for us as well. So it's, it's really and, and, and we both we both grow together, right? And we have been yep. growing together, right? Um, I want to go back to, to the points that you made around the, is it a provisioning team that you've got? Like, you know, when the compliance when a, team, the compliance team, sorry. Yeah. That's very interesting. Right. And I know someone like a, a giant like Google don't even have, well, I mean, they've got teams all over the globe that's, you know, compliance, right. Mm -hmm. Whether they actually take it seriously or not is a, is a completely different story. Talk to me a little bit more about that. Cause I'm actually quite interested. Yeah. So for us, it's important. So one of the biggest things about us is making sure that, you know, an experience is genuine and a review is mm -hmm. genuine. Right. So because we're an open platform, a lot of review platforms are closed. What happens with closed platforms is there can be a lot of manipulation. And it does happen. You know, we can delete reviews. I'll, I'll touch on something around Google in a second as well. But um, our compliance team is independent. What that means is I can't call someone from in the in, in, uh, compliance and go, hey, you know, Rob, can you uh, delete this review or do this? We don't delete reviews. Mm. It's completely independent from us. So once a, a review is flagged, it will go to them. Compliance will communicate with the customer. For example, in your case, if you had a negative review that wasn't a customer, they will reach out to that reviewer for you. So firstly, you can find the reviewer and see who it is. Mm -hmm. That's one good thing for you guys. And then you'll be able to communicate with compliance and flag the reason why. It could be breaching mm -hmm. guidelines, uh, not a genuine experience. And then compliance will reach out for them and ask for something like proof of purchase, for example, uh, to show that they've actually had a genuine experience. If they can prove that, oh. We get in touch with the uh, business like yourself and we'll say, hey, um, they've shown that there's a genuine experience. They've provided proof. We suggest that you get in touch with them or, you know, try to resolve it in that sense. Mm. So there's a team behind them that's actively uh, away from our fraud detection system, which does pick up a lot of stuff because you get businesses, they come on board and, you know, they're using the same IP address. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It does happen. You know, I would say most of our customers are pretty good. Uh, but you do have a couple that try and manipulate the system. Mm. If they do try and manipulate the system and we catch them, we'll give them a warning. If they continue to do it, they'll be flagged. So what happens is if you go to their page, there'll be a warning that we don't trust that the reviews are genuine. Mm. So that's going to be bad for their business. So, you know, we want to make sure that we give the business an opportunity to stop doing what they're doing. But if not, we'll warn our consumers. Because Trustpilot gets about 40 million you know, traffic to their website we sit in the 1% of visitor uh, websites globally. So there's a lot of people oh, wow. searching yeah, yeah, for reviews. Yeah. So, you know, in the last month, we've had 2,300,000 reviews. So the online oh. community is growing, first-time users. So we've got to have that compliance, you know, in place. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in regards to Google, this is what I found interesting. So in June, they made some changes around their Google partnerships. So mm. Google Celeratings, the nice shiny stars and your AdWords, they've actually cracked down on pretty much closed platforms, review platforms, and some of the requirements. So you're not allowed to incentivize people to leave a, a review anymore. That's right. Yep. 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 So re whether good or bad, nothing, you're not allowed to do that. Otherwise, you could lose your Google partnership, is your mm. Google uh, review partnership. You're not allowed to delete reviews. Um, the way that you flag reviews um, has changed for them as well. You need to have a public-facing profile, which is huge. So mm -hmm. what that means is for us, because we're quite lucky, we're an open platform. So 
you had an impressive uh, digital Trustpilot account, which will give you one. When you type in impressive digital reviews, your profile will be showing visible on the first page of Google. So that's a public price, uh, facing profile. So that means you're eligible for Google seller ratings. So that's there's a, a lot trick. of change, yeah. but Google's not doing stuff for theirs. You know, <laughs> like, know. It, it baffles me, mate. It absolutely baffles me. So they're cracking down on their review partner, which, which, which we're all for. Like we've canceled uh, our partnership with Loyalty Line and Smile.io. So none of our customers are allowed to incentivize. Look, when Google makes changes, we follow it. We've got a great relationship with them. You know, you need them. Um, so we will definitely follow all those rules. But like there's some other platforms out there that probably need to make some changes. As you know, Yopo, for example, they acquired Swell, which mm -hmm. is a, a, a loyalty and rewards um, program. Yeah. So that, I don't know how that's going to work. They'll probably need to change how that affects their customers and stuff. So probably the, business, the business model would have to... Would, would have, have to change, to I would, I would change, guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but... It's as Google, as you know, Google doesn't really give you much. You make a change, you find out the change happened, you <laughs> align yourself with it. But they are, they are looking at, um, you know, that kind of fake review, um, what people are manipulating and stuff. So we're all for it. We think it's great. It's great, great changes. But unfortunately, on Google itself, there's still a lot of challenges there with, you know, fake reviews, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. And look, even like we've fallen victim to this um, on a number of occasions, but most recently, as you, you saw on my LinkedIn profile in the last couple of weeks, and we, we saw the trend, you know, it was one week they'd leave a bad review and then the second week they'd leave another one and the third week. And I'm like, all right, that's it. I've got to, I've got to put up a post about this and, and, and start to investigate who, who this person, uh, who, who this individual can be. Obviously, it's, it's, it's pretty hard because a lot of the times it is very hard. Fake IP addresses and all the rest of it. What was very good there from Google's perspective is that I actually posted, I commented back and said, you know, we can't find you in our database. In fact, this violates Google's guidelines. We are going to flag it. And I flagged the review. So there was three that were posted in the space of three weeks. Yeah. On Monday, one of them has come down already. That's so, so, good. so there's something, the, there's something there. hundred percent. The, the turnaround time has, is, is absolutely, is so fast compared to what they've been in the past. You know, yeah. in the past you'd have to, you know, send them letters and you'd have to wait for months before they even acknowledge that there was a fake review. Yeah, well, they've been under fire. Like you, you've seen some couple of legal cases that have happened and stuff. I mean, they're quite pricey. I'm sure that, you know, it would have, these people that have taken them to court to be able to share that review. And again, like you said, so hard people hide under fake email addresses and stuff. Like no one's going to leave, yeah. you know, underneath their name and stuff. You'd be an idiot to be able to do that. But like I said, it's just, you know, you've got to figure out other ways to, to combat that and um you know collect genuine reviews and experiences um just as important channels. right yeah Absolutely. And, and google ha ha have been definitely under a lot of fire i mean just even recently the two dentists i don't know if you've heard of the story yes yes but the fact yeah. is that went to court and it was it was it was a big yeah. like it was it was actually a big case and um even personally last year i was involved with the court case for the exact same issue with one of uh, one of our clients and she spent a bucket load of money fighting this because for her it was all about her reputation yeah it? and she ended up winning the case and they they ended up getting in forensic investigators in you know hand handwriting investigators i didn't even know the, that this even yeah. these people even existed <laughs> right um and they found out who the who the individual was yeah she took him to court and and, and she won um, it's, it's it's sad though like what a waste of money and time going oh, into something that yeah you know over someone just being petty and trying to ruin someone's business it's just like what, what happened to good genuine people these days it's just, <laughs> i don't know yeah, they'll, they'll, unfortunately there's not that many left mate um, it's, it's quite sad like everyone everyone's trying to to do their best especially in these 
this is what this is what annoys me. We're in a pandemic right now. Businesses Correct. are struggling financially. People mm. are struggling mentally. That one negative review that you leave could harm their mental health. Hundred percent could harm their business. 100%. Could harm their family. Like I just can't see why people would go through that effort to be able to do that. Like it's just low. It's, it's just low. It, it is. It is. It is very low. It is very low. You know? But uh, unfortunately, this is the world that we live in, you know, like, you know, cyber attacks and cyber terrorism and all of that, right? I mean, it's all very, very common. I mean, what Telstra just got hit the other day, you know, Toll has been in the news for a couple of times now that I've been, you know, been cyber attacked. And yeah, I, I think there are, you know, these individuals exist and I think they'll always will. There's not much we can, we can do about it. I think the biggest lesson, especially for me was, because to, to be very frank, I mean, it, it got to me. You know, of I'm course, like, it's your you baby. Know, this is it's your my business. Baby, it's my yeah. business. And, you know, yeah. I know that, before a prospects even inquires with Impressive, they do the due diligence. Yeah. You know, they look at our reviews, they figure of out course. who we are, and then they inquire. So yeah. we, in some cases, we probably lost some opportunities before they even got to us, you know, because of, because of such fake, fake, fake reviews. Yeah. Um, but obviously there was, look, it was a big lesson for me to go, like, really, Rob, what can I control? This is completely out of my control. What can I actually do about it? And that was to just, you know, look for and, and, and try and generate more, more positive reviews. Yeah. You know? I think, um, I think um, in regards to that, like, as I mentioned for our partnership, I'm happy to give you guys a free Trustpilot account so you can actually combat that. So when people do type in Impressive Digital, you'll have actual genuine customer reviews on there. Um, it will come up in the first page of Google as well. Um, so I'm happy to awesome. do that for you. You'll be able to use widgets on your site and your socials. Uh, we we integrate to Facebook as well. So again, awesome. you can pull through genuine reviews and then you can actually analyze data and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I think you're a good guy. I think if someone actually genuinely didn't have a great experience and they left something for you, you wouldn't care because, you know, you'll try to solve that issue. It's more or less, it's, you know, it's just, yeah. it's not good when it's not true. Um, Correct. It does hurt. It does hurt. So, you know. Absolutely. Look, I mean, we, we welcome feedback. You know, we send out regular surveys to all our clients, you know, and I've always got a, you know, my, my policy has always been if I don't know about it, I can't fix it. So I welcome the, 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 the feedback yep. that, we, that we get, you know. And look, I don't think any business out there can claim they've got a 100% happy customer base. Oh, no, one wants, no one wants a 100% happy customer base. Co correct. And that's how, thing, how, right? how are you going to grow and change? I, I always say this, you know, when, when people are scared of negative reviews, right? They're like, oh, we're scared to invite our customers. My first question is why? Correct. So what's the reason? Oh, we're not good at this. Okay, then that's 100% the reason it. why you want to invite them. So you can find out why. Um, you know, we, we just did a, a, a great uh, video case study with Aussie Bums and, you know, I, I, when I approached them, they had about 90 negative reviews on Trustpilot. It wasn't great. When you type in Aussie Bums reviews in Google, reputation wasn't great. Yeah. Looked at analytics, they were getting thousands and thousands of views on that Trustpilot profile. And I said to them, how many of those people do you think are going to your website? And he was like, probably none. I'm like, zero. Because of that reputation, right? Correct. And then he, they were like, but why did we want to invite people to leave reviews and I said because 80% of them have a genuine good experience just that 20% if you're not actively inviting your customers to leave a review they're not going to unless mm. it's negative so mm. you need to actually balance that out today they're 10 months on they've got almost 10,000 reviews they're close to hitting 10,000 a score mm. of excellent they still get negative reviews but what he said is it's made them pivot and change their business because what they do is they segment those reviews they analyze it every week and they actually look through the data and go, okay, what can we improve? What can we change? Mm. What are they mm. saying? 
uh, how do we retarget these customers again? And, you know, time and time we see a negative review. So on Trustpilot, you, when someone leaves a review multiple times, you can actually see how many reviews they've left. And it's great to okay. see a negative review and then they've come back and purchased again and it's a positive experience. So that kind of yeah, stuff that, some really good amazing. wins, right? Because they've come back and purchased and it's changed into a good experience. So 100%. I tell people, don't be afraid of negative reviews. If it's genuine, you use that data to improve your business because no one wants to see five-star reviews. Everyone yep. wants to see a bit of a mix and how you respond. So like me, if I'm buying something that's a high ticket item, I want to see where the reviews are coming from. Mm. I can't. A lot of people use manual reviews or Google reviews on their site. I don't trust them personally because I don't mm. like, like the situation you're talking about. Uh, the other thing is as well, if it's a big ticket item, is you know checking out like what, um, if someone had a negative experience, how did the business respond? So I know if my order didn't arrive or something happens, are they going to respond timely? Are they mm. going to will, willing to help me? That's important. If I can see that they will, then I'm like, oh, I'll buy off them. I don't care if, they, if someone's had a negative experience because they're responsive. They're going to help me if something goes wrong. Yeah, very valid, very valid point. And I think that the, the fact that the, the reviews have given power back to the consumer. Right. 100%. The voice of the customer. In, yeah. Correct. You know, and, and I think smart businesses are the ones that are that actually take it, take the review seriously and go, what can we do to improve our business? 100%. So that you know, and I think they're the ones that, that pivot and change and adapt and innovate, you know. Um, 100%. I mean we are we are yeah. we we purchased some gym equipment from uh, I won't say this shop, but we purchased some gym equipment, right? They uh, the courier company lost it, so it was Toll actually who lost the stuff. Yeah. I'll mention them. And <laughs> so it was really They're annoying. under a lot of heat at the moment. <laughs> and um, look, fair enough. You lose stuff, like, you know, you deal with it. So I, I got a re review. My partner got a, and I got a review request from a provider. And it was asking me for to leave a review, right? And I'm like, I haven't got my stuff. You've invited me to leave a review. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty pissed right now. So obviously, because I work for Trustpilot, I can't leave the review. So yeah. I got, you know, my partner to, to do that. Yeah. And we left a review of our genuine experience, it got rejected. So I was like, right, so you're only wanting a positive review. You're not wanting a negative review. To me, I was just beside myself. Like I would be so pissed. Like imagine Trustpilot doing that, the news. That, that would like, have pissed me off even more. I would have- Oh, I did. I, call, I called up the store and I was like, listen, I work in this industry. That's just against all guidelines. That's my genuine experience. Because there's a lot of, um, is, 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 there's a lot of platforms out there that actually work as filters. So you yeah. submit the review and then you get to choose whether you want to post it yeah. online or not. Yeah. So yeah. This, is, this is where it comes with a, a closed and open platform. If you go to a Trustpilot account and you go to someone's product reviews, you can't go there and leave a product review. Some platforms allow you to do that. That's not, you're going to get fake reviews. You're going to get all sorts of stuff happening there. Correct, yeah. We invite genuine customers through, for example, if you've got a customer through Shopify, we'll trigger an invitation when someone purchases, right? So yes, we know yes. they've actually purchased a product. So then we'll ask them to leave a product review or service review. So we're making sure that we're actually getting that genuine experience. To me, mm -hmm. I find it strange that someone can actually go, I could go on someone's website and leave a review when I haven't purchased mm -hmm. from them. To me, that's mm -hmm. just bizarre. It's mm. just like... It's pretty idiotic, isn't it, when you think about it? Oh, I just think, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's very silly. But, you know, consumers, again, like, we're getting smarter. You know, like I said, we're, we're forced to go online now. So they are going to look in a lot of places to see your reputation. You know, they're getting smarter in, you know, who's providing the reviews, where are they looking, how many reviews there are. Then, you know, it's, 
they're getting smarter and smarter. So if you don't yeah. have a, re a proper review strategy in place, you're going to get burned. Um, Correct. And they'll, they'll go to a competitor that is doing a really good job. Yeah. You know, a, a, an example that I that comes to mind is koala mattresses. <laughs> yeah, they've been, they've been in a, a bit of heat, actually, around that. They reviews, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I remember when they first launched, they had like thousands and thousands of positive reviews. And I, mm -hmm. and I remember at the time thinking to myself, you've just launched. How could you? <laughs> there's no way you could have had this many positive reviews, but now it's all starting to surface. Yeah, so there's a few, there's a few things. To give them some slack, what they, what they could have done is a kickstart campaign. So what they could have done is gone back to a previous six or 12 month customers to invite them because they've had a uh -huh. genuine experience. Okay. So yep. you do see that sometimes. Uh, we, you know, we do kickstarts as well. You might have a, a business that has zero reviews and the next day they've got 100, for example, and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah, How yeah. the hell do they do that? They've probably yeah. done a kickstart campaign and they've gone back. So through Shopify, Magento, BigCommerce, you can actually trigger the invitations to go back okay. six to 12 months. So, yep. But their problem was they got in trouble because they were incentivizing customers to leave five-star reviews. That's right. And that's not allowed. Yeah. They got in trouble <laughs> for that because... You know, if I'm getting a, a voucher for 50 bucks to leave a five-star review, yeah, hell yeah, I'm going to leave you a five-star review. You, my mum, my dad, my, you know? mom, my sister. Yeah. So it's that. It's a, and, you know, that's where Google's come in now saying you can't do that anymore because of that kind of manipulation. You know, for us, okay. when we invite customers, it's whether it's good or bad, uh, no one in Trustpilot is allowed to, you know, uh, manipulate the system and say, leave us a five-star. It needs yeah. to be good or bad. I didn't know about that Kickstarter um, Kickstarter campaign. Yeah, there. that's cool. I like yeah. that. Yeah, so you'll be able to yeah. you'll be able to do that to your customers. Invite you know, um, it's a CSV file that you upload as well. Um, if you yeah. want to do it manually, um, especially with businesses like service business like yours, um, and then you yeah. can invite previous customers to actually leave it and, and yeah, generate that's awesome. those reviews really quickly. Yeah, that's really really cool. Hmm. Hey, Rad, what does the tech look like from Trustpilot's perspective? Right, like. I know obviously there's direct integrations with, with majority of platforms and I'm assuming that it's got, look, and to be very frank, I've actually haven't, I haven't gone into the back end of Trustpilot yeah. to see the functionality, but I'm assuming you've got like workflow functionalities that can trigger based on different, you know, behaviors, you know, maybe like I'm, I'm, I'm curious and probably for even for our listeners, you know, like how does the tech work? Yeah, look, it's, it's pretty impressive. One of the things that we built the platform and what our CEO built on is, can our platform stand alone if Google was to go tomorrow and say no, yes. right? So you yeah. want to build a really strong foundation there. And that's what we've been doing. So analytics is, is such a big component of ours. Mm. What that means is not just collecting reviews is what can our customers do with the data that they're collecting, mm. right? We collect location reviews. Um, this is, you know, a good example is, you know, for example, a pack and send, they've got so many different locations. How can a business manage all those locations and understand what's happening in the business. They can do it through yes. what their customers are saying, right? You know, so what they can do is collect all the locations and actually segment that data, right? Let's have a look at who's performing. Sydney's performing great, Melbourne's not doing so great. So why? We dive into that data, have a look at that. Mm. Oh, I've just realized Perth's doing really well. We're getting five stars. Maybe we need to shift our marketing to there. Mm. Um, so it's about that kind of stuff. The other thing is you can do a lot of tagging. So, um, you know, uh, real estate companies, for example, like to tag their sales reps um, or a plumbers, for example. So when someone goes out and service them, you can actually ask, what was your experience with RAD? Did you have a good experience? So again, employees can actually segment those reviews to see how's RAD performing? Why is RAD getting three stars? So I have a look yeah. at those reviews. So it does dive into that. Same thing with um, you know, product reviews, um, actually collecting attributes. You think about a small business, I'll give you an example, a customer, Pet Parks, that come on board. 
Julian's a great guy. He's really into it, collecting uh, product reviews. For a small business to be able to collect attributes like, you know, is it value for money? Is the product durable? You know, what, like getting that information and then looking at that data and going, hey, they love our product. They think it's value for money, but it's not durable, right? I would be exporting that data and being only a manufacturer, but 70% of our customers are saying it doesn't last. So mm. what can we do to fix this? You say you're getting to a problem before you even know there's a problem because your customers yeah, are telling you. So that's what we do. Um, when it comes to agencies and how we partner agencies, and this is why we compliment you guys, you guys can look at the data, like what key searches are coming up um, on our profile. We have um, you know, great oh, analytics. Uh, yeah. We can see areas, we can see location, we can see languages, we can see where the traffic's coming from. We can retarget ads. So when you're doing uh, Google ads or Facebook ads, we can use the actual Trustpilot reviews to target ads. So you can maybe want to do a campaign targeting the one-star reviews, right? We want to win those customers back. So you do a campaign uh, to target those one-star reviews. Or you might want to do a bit of a lookalike audience with your five-star reviews. So our agencies can tap into that as well. So that's why we compliment, right? You guys are working hard on SEO, SEM, you know, all that kind of stuff. We're not experts in that. We compliment what our agencies do. And this is why we partner agencies because when you've got a customer, um, you know, for example, we're actually speaking to Carbar, one of your, your customers as well. They yes, love you guys. Yeah. So for us, it's like, if they were to come on board, it's like, right, Impress is doing this, we're doing this. Together, we can actually make you so much better because what they're doing, we can complement, right? You've got Google seller ratings, for example, they're doing AdWords. That's going to get them at least minimum 10% per, uh, pay per click. That's going to help you guys. Uh, we can give you data that's going to help your account managers uh, look at that information and go, hey, I wasn't aware that this you know, keyword's coming up. So maybe we need to invest into this keyword or I didn't realize there's so much traffic coming from perks. So maybe we need to change some ads into that. That's where we work together. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's really, yeah, that's, that's awesome insights. I mean, I, I, you know, quite honestly, I didn't know you can retarget yeah. based on some of the, based on some of those segments. So that's, that's, um, that's really, really cool functionality. Yeah. So really, we work, really cool. Yeah. We work closely with our, our account manager, our head of customer success, CN, and we got an integration specialist, Isaac as well. Um, when it comes to integration, we work closely again with our partners to make sure it's, it's, you know, it's done easy. Um, we've got yeah. that support network. Again, we're the only review platform that has a full functioning team here in Oz, which is, again, benefit to not only our customers, but our partners. You've got real time. We can visit you guys when we can travel. Local, um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you know, and people love face-to-face, -face, as you know. Like, people love 100%. to sit down um, and sit down and, and actually get to meet you and, and get to see who you're working with this. We've got that advantage, again, that we can do that. Mate, I'm, a, I'm an extrovert and, and, and locking me up at home, I feel like I'm sitting in a jail oh, cell. Oh, yeah, same. You know? Same. <laughs> I, love, I love going out and visiting you know, our customers, 100%. our partners and getting to know them properly. And, uh, you know, the walls start coming down, the trust starts to build. Yes. Yes. It's very hard to do that uh, via Absolutely. a computer screen sometimes. Absolutely. And Rad, um, I guess to, to, to finish off, man, like what's, what are your three biggest tips or hacks for, for, for businesses at the moment and how they can, I guess, start their review platform or accelerate that, that growth? I think the first thing is it doesn't have to cost anything at all. Right? This yeah. is the biggest uh, misperception. People go, Trustpilot is so expensive. We're actually not. We sit in the mid-market when you look at the market. But we also have free profiles, which a business can start collecting to test. It doesn't cost them anything. It gives them three widgets. They get analytics. They get a profile page. Um, nice. you know, they can still go to those Google seller ratings. So it doesn't have to cost much to start with. I think that's one of the biggest things. People think it costs a lot of money, yeah. but it doesn't. Uh, the other thing is, is like, 
you need to have social proof. It's such yeah. a big thing right now. If you don't have that review strategy, you don't have that social proof, they're going to buy from your competitors. Yeah. Uh, someone that's doing it better than you guys. So you definitely mm. need to do that. And the other one is not replying to negative reviews. I think it's a big one. Mm. People will, uh, you know, not reply to them thinking it's going to go away. It's not. Uh, if they, if you don't reply, they're going to re do a, a review in another place and then another place and then another place. And it's just going to mm. become a big monster. Uh, you know, you need to engage um, with the, the person. You need to be clear in your communication. Uh, but just don't let it go because it could hurt a business at the end of the day. 100%. Very, very, very helpful. And even on that last one, I've experienced it secondhand where I've left a negative review and within 24 hours, that business actually got in contact with me and solved the, the, the solution. And I've actually reverted my review. Right. So, and we see yeah. that time and time again. Like you, yeah. you go, and, and this is a big one for e-com. Most of the time, the business doesn't know something's happened until the reviews happen, right? Correct. Delivery is a massive one. I'll use Aussie Bums again. Most of the negative reviews around delivery. What they do now is like they can see the review there and they can pick up the phone and go, hey, Rob, I didn't realize it wasn't, it didn't arrive. I'm sending an express post to you. You're going to be like, hey, Brad's a good guy. Like they didn't That's realize. Awesome. Yeah. But it, so it's that kind of making sure that you've got that strategy in place to make sure you're saving you know, business and actually doing a good job there as well. It's not all about five stars. It's all about, like we said, making Genuine. sure that you're, you're doing yeah, the best that you can yeah. out there. That's awesome, Rad. Mate, that was um, that was actually very insightful. I, I learned a lot more about You're the very welcome. Than, than I, than I already did. Thank you very much, mate. I'll, um, Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you very much. Oh.